Hey everybody, it's Matt Powers. I am a teacher, author, gardener, seed saver, and family guy, and I teach people all over the world how to live more regeneratively. Today we're talking on New Year's Day, January 1st, we're talking about the 10 keys to a regenerative 2018. And so I had the introduction on that first part, now we're gonna get right into the, what these keys are. Number one key is get into your best holistic health that you've ever been in. This is the year to make it happen. Getting your best mental, physical, emotional, and you know, get there so that you can serve other people at your highest level, so that you can get the things that you deserve too. It's all holistically part of that picture, so dive in. And some of you, that may mean taking more time off, that may mean making waking up early, may mean going to bed earlier, may, may mean not looking at your phone, you know what I mean? It may mean all these different things for you. <laughs> And then number two, we need to compost everything we can. We need to slow down and stop all the things that we're consuming that are creating negative forms of waste. And we need to do that personally because guess what? We are the people buying all this stuff. All the problems that we're having in the world, you know, we're buying into it. And we just need to start buying into better options. We just need to start buying into things that compost. Even our clothes, we gotta buy things that actually travel. And so we need to tell Costco and other stores, it's like we want our stuff without packaging. You know, we wanna leave all that plastic behind. So we need to up it up, we need to, you know, express ourselves and we need to vote with our dollars. <coughs> and then we need to grow as much as we can um, in that process. So like use that compost, start growing food. And it becomes this cycle of where you start taking over more and more once you start composting, it empowers you. All right, and then number three, we need to learn skills, new skills and experiences, and we need to do it. We don't, we're not gonna go to a teacher, we are going to teach ourselves, we're gonna put ourselves out there, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do those things that are on us. Because there's a special kind of confidence that comes when you are the one doing it. When it's not, you know, when it's not someone you're learning from, when it's not your coach, it's coming from internally. When you're a self-teacher, a different kind of discipline, different kind of confidence comes with it. And it's something you don't want to leave behind. <laughs> All right, then we want to read new books and get more education. It dovetails with that, right? But we want to learn from other people, learn other people's perspectives, dive into something like Darren Doherty's Rex, learn his methodology. And then you can apply that, mix it, all these different things but once we, you know, we, we, we exercise both these muscles, it makes us teachable, and then it makes us really good self-teachers. And so when we're teachable, we actually supercharge that by being better self-teachers. There's a, there's a relationship between the two, and when we consciously work on them independently, they help each other. All right, we need to start to get off the grid. And that may mean for you solar panels, that could mean just getting a, a generator for when the power goes out. That may mean, Seed saving, it may mean having a food storage, maybe, you know, having a water storage. All these different things will make you more resilient, make you like more capable of being off the grid. And you know, the real future is us becoming the generators for the grid so that we, all of our homes generate power and they generate microgrids. So our neighbor, neighborhoods and our own sites are all you know, powered by our, our own sites, energy inputs. So that's the future really, is us 
generating power, becoming the grid, becoming you know generators rather than consumers. All right, so getting off the grid as best you can. And then buy, buy seed in bulk. This is another key to 2008 to be regenerative. Buy seed in bulk and make a plan around it. Don't just willy-nilly buy things. Make a plan that you'll have where you'll seed save, you'll preserve the food, it'll be part of your diet, and it will fit in your garden. <laughs> and in your house. So that, you know, I mean, this is why I chose amaranth and sorghum, because they're things I could do at home, things I could grind myself. And so I, I had this plan, you know, to scale up, and it all started with a seed pack each. And it was one plant of amaranth, you know, it was one successful plant the first year. And within three years, it was like I had gallons. Same thing with sorghum, except faster. I had six plants. And sorghum, you know, I thought it gave you one head or two heads. No, no, no. It gives you three to five heads. It's amazing. So, so yeah, I, I, I was able to really scale up. And it was part of my plan. I was like, okay, well, we want to be gluten-free. We want it to be able to uh, be processed at home so that I can clean the seed and also turn it into food. Because a lot of people can clean the seed, but then they can't get that outer coating off or something like that to get it to get to the next stage so that they can eat it or turn it into flour. But these things, a lot of the smaller grains are really good for that. So it was part of my plan. I did it. It was awesome. And I scaled up and it was this wonderful thing and had all these other side benefits that we've talked about in other videos. Um, but that was part of my plan. And that plan is part of what we do in permaculture gardening, uh, this new course that we're having launching uh, January 8th. It's a live version of my most popular course. And it's only $97. You should check it out. Um, all right. And then the next key is regeneratively connect to your community, your family, your friends, your, your coworkers, your friends at church or at temple. Connect to them. Talk to them. And figure out, you know, what, like, have the regenerative conversation with them and figure out what, what, they, what they're into. Where they, I mean, because a lot of them would be like, wow, I could really save money if I had those solar panels. You know what I mean? But there's cost so much. Or, you know what I mean? Or, and, and you know what? I mean, the reality is we're all going to have to have this conversation. We're all having these conversations. We're all watching these memes. We're all watching these videos. And once you start having this regenerative conversation with your community, people start waking up and saying, yes, 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 yes. And they, they all have different like parts of the spectrum. And that's why I was talking in the spectrum about permaculture regeneration, because you might be a people person, or you might be the person that loves knitting. You can regeneratively knit. You know, you might be the cat person. You might be the, you know, it doesn't matter what character you are. There's a regenerative placement and context for that and that desire. It's all good. So. We have to connect to our community and show them how. Give them an actual like model or path to follow. And that's on us, because we know. Because <laughs> we get access to that information. And if you don't, you should go to my website, thepermaculturestudent.com. I've got textbooks on there that are free to download as ebooks that have more information gathered than any textbook I've ever seen for permaculture yet released. And hopefully that's gonna change. Hopefully we get all these textbooks now that are peer-reviewed that are peer edited, that are created with, you know, teams, large teams of people, you know, and I was doing it and then Eric Tones, my carbon uh, uh, farming solution came out and he's got teams of people too. And so it's like, this is happening. It's really happening. We've got to start 
you know, and, and like the reason I was doing what I did when it was citing it all was because that's what Eric Tonsmeyer was doing and that's what Dave Jackie was doing and that's what Bill did. And it was this chain of different authors that I followed and we're all academics, you know, we're all people who are teachers, real teachers and professionally. And so we followed the same track. Anyway, that's off track. <laughs> But we need to connect to our community and that's what I did. I followed the pattern of my community and then asked them and got feedback from them and, you know, praised them for the things that they did and the things that they were doing um, and showed them how I was interpreting and understanding it. And that's, you know, this conversation, I had the regenerative conversation with them. And if we just start having this with everyone we meet, we'll start opening so many doors. I have a student, Chris Black, who has just opened up so many doors in Yelm. He just keeps going around talking about permaculture and excitement and enthusiasm, and they just keep giving him things. They're like, here's a community garden. Here, we want you to do this. Help us with this. And he's just boom, boom, and, and he just gets pulled in. So he's enthusiastic, he's got real solutions, and he's pragmatic about it all. <laughs> so, you know what I mean, and, and he connects to people on their level, it's like, what are you doing? Wow, that's amazing. Do you know that that's, I learned about that in this course and you're totally doing the same thing. And you're just honoring people where they're at and showing them how they are, have you know, great desires. They have regenerative thoughts, ideas, feelings, you know, good things. We all do. And so finding those connection points between people, whether they're, you know, the, the person who loves knitting or the person who loves the local library. It doesn't matter, they're all part of the same solution. And they're all there to help us. All right, so connect to them. Now, number nine, create a budget for your regenerative projects. Now, I didn't do this at first, and I always had like this like desire um, to get things, and I always pined, and like I'd look at things and be like, like upset with myself. Um, or like I would feel like I was fighting myself or something. And then I just saw it as like tithing to my future. I saw it as return of surplus. I saw it as my fair share to my children. And so it became my career future. And so I started cutting $100 to $150 out of every month's budget when I was a school teacher. And I put it into regenerative projects. So I would buy seed, I would buy trees. I would... And so because there was a budget, and this next part is critical, because there was a plan, because I had my seed saving diet, planting, you know, food preservation plan. And then I had, you know, a budget. And then here's, you probably can guess, what's the last one, right? The 10th? Well, the 10th one is put it on the calendar. So you made a plan, you made a budget, and then you put it on a calendar. And because you did that, you, you, you calendared your harvest times, your planting times, your, your first and last day to frost, and because you did that, what's going to happen is it's going to actually show up on your to-do list that week. You're going to go, oh, you're going to see it in the calendar and go, right, it's the time to do that. Good thing I prepared with my winter garden and it's just easy to move in and do my thing. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch the last video. Um, and so you've got your calendar, your deadlines, everything's moving smoothly. You're ready. You're like, all right, yeah, I can carve out an hour to do this. I can, I can plan. And then you get it done because you gave yourself notice, you prepared yourself, and it was part of your plan, not just that week, but part of your year, part of your diet, part of your site, part of your family, 
part of your community, part of your conversation, your daily life with everyone you meet. In that moment, it all reinforces and has you actually follow through and do it. So those are 10 keys to regenerative 2018. And there are things that I'm doing too, like I said in part one. You know, I'm setting up from scratch. I'm here in Washington. There's nothing on this site. You know, there's, the, the, there's, there's like, you know, trash and debris we're pulling out and stuff like glass and, and metal. And, you know, from a previous like, like tenant and stuff, we're cleaning up the site. We're designing it to be this amazing experience where you go and see what's possible in the Pacific Northwest from a native perspective. You get to see the history, the rich cultural, you know, traditions that are interlaced and, you know, implicit in these plants. These plants were selected. These plants were highly selected. This, the Pacific Northwest is an indigenous masterpiece in so many ways. So we want to showcase that, right? You start on the right foot, right? Ultimate permaculture is indigenous cultures that are regenerative. Or, you know, and all, almost all indigenous cultures have serious, regenerative, amazing things. So it, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. We're just talking about the Pacific Northwest here because that's where the site is. And so all the way around here, the first step you take is do you go through the natives? And then you come down here and then it's a mix of non-native and native showing how it is, you know, centropic, it's harmonious, it's awesome. So people don't feel like they need to make this like clear delineation between the two. And then you come around, because this is actually around the, the house is what I'm showing you. Um, and then you go down and, and it's actual, and then here, right here, it's an actual garden in the middle of it. And then the upper slope, I'm going to have a, uh, a rainbow of berries. And then I'm going to have... Um, perennials and then I'm gonna have a hardy garden and then I'm gonna have a tender garden and then I'm gonna have tender perennials and then I'm going to have the hardy garden. Okay and we're back yeah we're back all right I wanted to make sure because <laughs> last time it didn't do it remember it cut us off all right and so the 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 berries the hardy annual this the sensitive annual sensitive uh, perennials and then hardy mixed perennial annual on the lower end. And then it's my living fence that goes all the way around. Because all of this, this site's really cool. All of this from here over is 40 acres of wilderness. And it's all protected. No, no houses. There's a house over there. But this plot here and then boom, all the way down. And it's all like a watershed. It's a fascinating site. It's a really fun site that... We're so privileged to have the honor of helping Jamie Owens, Earthship Seattle, Mo Henry, his wonderful family, and you know, Eric and Amanda, all these amazing people on this site are working together to make this an experience that people in Seattle can come out and check out and have an amazing time at and learn something critical about how they can interact positively with their surroundings. So. No matter where you are or what you're doing, you can make this happen this year. You can start on the regeneration. You can pick some of these keys. You can start somewhere within these keys and make a huge difference. You can make it happen. This is the year of regenerative organic certification. This is the year where people are gonna really start hearing that word regenerative, beyond organic, beyond sustainable. And now we are the ones, you are the ones. You get to tell everyone, well, I know what that means. And you get to dive in that moment and be gracious 
and share with people the hope, the inspiration, the amazing good news that we can regenerate our planet, we can regenerate our world. It can be a joy to do and it is gonna be beautiful and it's gonna happen and you're part of it. And you're already, it, you're, it's stuff you already love, right? You're gonna show that connection, right? So for me, for, for, for the permaculturestudent.com, coming up in 2018, we've got some pretty incredible things. We've got the Regenerative Career Guide, which is gonna to go to guidance counselors' offices. The idea is that students who are graduating can see the career paths that lead to regenerative ethical careers so that they can you know, honor themselves, honor their community, honor the earth, and make a living. And then we have the Advanced Permaculture Student Online starting in April. And then we have the Permaculture Student 2 Workbook and the Teacher's Guide. These are both coming out just at the same time, and they're all part of that same Kickstarter. And then we have the Forgotten Food Forest with the Sayo Kubo. And she has worked for Disney for years. You, you guys have seen her work if you watch TV and seen any of the Disney shows. She is absolutely a stunning artist. And it's been years of work that she's invested in this book. It's about a real Moroccan food forest. It's stunning, I've got all the pictures. I, I guess got sent all the pictures and now we're talking about different ways to set it up because it's gotta be gorgeous. It's gotta be uh, like classic. I mean, th there's no way that I can do anything less than the ultimate for the amount of work that she's put into this. And it is so incredible. I mean, it's the story of two boys, two brothers, who, you know, fooling around, they get separated from their family and a sandstorm comes in and then they get lost. They find themselves at the edge of a food forest and they're, they're hungry, they're thirsty. And the food forest, you know, provides. And, and the, the, there's, it's not, you know, there's other things that happen, right? <laughs> That's not just it, but um, it's pretty amazing and honors the Barbary lions, these are the, you know, the national like animal of Morocco. This is the lions that the Romans, you know, they, they made, you know, they were fundamental and part of making extinct because they, that was the lions they, you know, fed Christians to. This, the savanna of North Africa wasn't the Sahara Desert. It was a vibrant savanna. And, you know, just like Alan Savory tells us, you remove those large animals and you create desertification. And that's what, what happened with uh, the Roman Empire, and that's why, you know, they, they, they destroyed that. They, you know, they desertified huge parts of Europe because they were removing so much soil, and that's why they were relied upon Egypt for their, for their sustenance. <laughs> but anyway, it's really about these Barbary lions, about how they're this, you know, this sub-story. So they're in there. They have this encounter. The boys, you know, have this encounter. They, have, they, they make fire and, and scare the, the lions off. But these lions... All right, sweet, we're still here. Ha, it's just, uh, I keep getting interrupted. Um, but like these lions are, you know, they're a keystone species that was removed. And just like these food forests, um, they could be everywhere. Um, just like wildness and nature could once again be everywhere. And we, we need to keep, you know, these stories of like these extinct animals that were so critical, you know, to these areas and to our history. Um, we need to keep them in mind and keep these stories alive so that they remind us of what we could lose, what could continue to happen, and what we could have too as well, right? That, that's why I designed the book so that it can be for fourth and fifth graders. Initially, it's like a, like a historical fiction book so that we can get it into schools. And then, you know, the sky's the limit from there. 
we can turn it into a cartoon. I mean, she is an animator. She works with teams of animators. So we could turn it into a full-blown cartoon or a movie or... Yes, so yeah, that's happening. Then the Permaculture Student 2 audiobook's gonna get recorded. Then all the translations I have backlogged, I'm gonna take care of, I promise. And then there's even more books because I'm not just you know a writer, I'm a writing coach. I uh, work as a consultant and I'm helping people create new courses amazing new books just ugh, amazing I'm so privileged and honored to be the conduit for some of these stories and you know I I, 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 I always try to be a transparent conduit I'm not a ghostwriter uh, I want these people to train them to help to, to conduct their story perfectly so I'm really their editor and coach and they turn into writers in the process of working with me so I'm super excited. I'm, I'm so excited because the thing is these stories have to be told. They're incredible stories. So those are happening. So get ready for an incredible 2018. Uh, you know, let's lead this regenerative leap into an abundant future. Uh, let's show people what's possible. The conversation's going to come to you, okay? Regenerative uh, organic, you know, is happening right now. So <laughs> they're going to be saying the word around you. So now you can prepare. You can think about how you'll talk about it, how excited you're gonna get, and you're gonna bring that hope and inspiration so that we can really spread this fast. And this year can be the year that people leave organic behind, embrace regenerative organic, and we cause a huge sea change in the market. It's gonna happen. Grow abundantly, learn daily, and live regeneratively. I'm Matt Powers. Have an amazing new year.